You're listening to Say No More, a podcast in partnership with WTBU with your hosts, Noelle and Margot. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Noe Bear. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, you know, second semester senioritis coming through. Oh, it's so real. But I have to say, your makeup today is fabulous stop well okay i had i needed to do like a. I know it's not good i know i'm not like a beauty guru but i needed to do some sort of look today because it's just one of those days where you need to like hyper focus on something yeah and now i'm hyper focusing on this so it's like I'm from so one glad. hyper fixation to another yeah um also this like sweater you look cute i will just say that we're pretty coordinated because noelle's uh, eyeshadow today is a hot pink glitter and yep. it looks so good on her and I have to say I'm wearing a hot pink glittery sweater today and it looks so good on you oh, you're so sweet so sweet so we're just feeling those vibes today I think one of the reasons why I wanted to be this colorful today is because the weather in Boston has been rainy and slushy yeah and- dreary oh so i think maybe that's what's up with me maybe like seasonal depression is like slowly creeping its way into my life and like destroying all my routines because i do there's always a point in the year where i just feel like so destroyed because everything is so dark like the sun did the sun did not rise today no and we've been spoiled lately in boston because the past Honestly, since we've gotten back from winter break, we've had really lovely weather here. It's been pretty warm for Boston, a good steady 45, nice sunshine. So to have one day back to our normal weather routine, it feels sad. Sad, but like, I guess it has to happen. We I did guess. have this week something that brightened our mood, which we went to an advanced screening of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, P.S. I Still Love You, the second film in the series all thanks to margo by the way all thanks to like margo's like boss queendom you know i have to say it was just (laughs) fluky that a pr agency reached out to me and said do you want to see this movie and i thought absolutely do i do and of course i want to take noe with me because we were cringing and screaming the whole time and we were on okay so to set the scene it was it was a really nice theater (laughs) with like reclining chairs and like it was so nice that like it had like It wasn't like a normal theater where it's rows on rows on rows. There were like seven rows, eight rows in this theater, right? Yeah. We were very leisurely with like our pace. Yes. We we were having a good time. um, And I think we got there too late and we did sit in like the very first row. But the movie was so good. It didn't even matter. It did not matter. And I honestly thought that like I was kind of over like my fangirling over YA novels and like YA romance, like teeny bopper novels, but like, oh, they're so good. They're, they're so good. (laughs) I always forget about how good YA is because usually I'm reading like, I don't know, self-help books. I'm reading like going back and reading Jane Austen. I'm reading like Gabby Bernstein manifestation stuff. And then when you get like a good juicy YA novel, you're like, this slaps. This Mm -hmm. is just good. Like even if the writing is bad in quality, the storyline gets me every time. good. As I have to say in this movie, which I guess when we release the episode, the movie still won't be out yet, which is crazy to think. I know. Well, it'll be... It's coming out the Wednesday after we put this so, out. So, like, yeah, yeah. So, so it'll, soon enough. Soon enough. I have to say, though, although the 
some of the lines and some of the moments were so cringe and so cheesy. I think it really holds a testament to like being young and being in love. I think that's the thing that this film really hits deep in. It's like all those moments where you're like in a first relationship and you're in love with someone and you're figuring things out and like in that moment the perfect the person seems so perfect and everything and then like for us like being in college and being young adults or even adults in general we saw the movie and we're like we were in this very distinct interesting experience where we could look back as like mature adults and see a high school relationship unfold because we were both in relationships in high school yeah (laughs) it was just because i don't know no one plays lacrosse really back home (laughs) so i still don't really like understand what the hype is about it but once like there's a scene where like um, the main character, Laura Jean LJ, dresses up as like a lax girl, which like I still don't know what that is. Lax like a girlfriend. lax girlfriend. And Margot is just like, cr- I've never seen her <laughs> cringe that much into herself. It was like she was, it was like you were just trying to like ladybug it and just kind of compact your. <laughs> oh, dude, I was fully crawling into a ball and I held on to Noelle's hand and squeezed it yeah. and screamed a little bit because I was like, it just. Some of those high school movies, they just take you back. That's really, that's as much as I can really say about that, is that they just take you back in a way that's very bizarre. Um, Especially because, like, the, it's very cute and, I guess, endearing to see Laura Jean so excited to be in a relationship with Peter Kavinsky. But there is a part of me inside and I think you felt the same way too. I don't want to speak for you though, that like we're these like, we're like, we're strong, independent women. Yeah. And then we like see this girl being like, I'm so in love. Like, I love this man. Like, I will do anything for him. Like, I want to be happy. And we're like, oh, like I found us like enjoying the fantasy parts of the film. Yeah. And being sucked into that fantasy. But then also us kind of looking at each other and being like, okay, well, but here's the realistic stuff. Yeah. Like here, because, okay, there is. I do love YA novels and, like, YA romance, but there is a level of it where, like, most of the narratives have, like, some toxicity. I don't know if I – I never say that word right. But, like, yeah, when you watch it, let us know your thoughts because there were some parts where I was like, "Mm." Yeah, I mean, there were definitely definitely moments where you could see – that toxicity come through in the relationship between LJ and Peter Kavinsky, which I know might be like an unpopular hot take, but like we, I don't know, with us being super over analytical with our pop culture, (laughs) we did see a lot of that. And I think, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird to, it almost, you know what it almost feels like? Part, part of me felt like I was looking at a version of my younger self and being like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. But I still enjoyed some of the romantic fantasy elements of like everything perfectly coming together at the end or whatever. And you know that sometimes that doesn't happen. But very I, rarely does very it happen. Very rarely does it happen. But it was interesting for me because I think seeing the second film, there was this duality of like, this is very entertaining. And, like, okay, I'm 22 now. I've been in a similar scenario. Like, girly, you're better than this. Yeah. Hopefully in that story's world, you know, either things work out 
maybe maybe they learn to communicate better they i don't know things mature in the relationship yeah but if not but if not i hope that she has gained the strength that i think we both have not yeah not to like flex on no we totally deserve to flex over something like that though to like live and it is i do have to say though it is very comforting to have that dual experience when you're watching a rom-com 100%. to be able to say like this is enjoyable and this feels pleasurable to watch because it's cringe and it's funny and it's entertaining but it also does feel comforting to say like and and not in a way of being like cynical or negative but just to say like okay I can examine the unrealistic components of this story and the life isn't fluffy like this which again I'm sure people are like wow we sound so negative but I think there was a younger version of myself like when I was maybe 11 or 12 that like I would watch a romantic comedy and I would be like, oh, my gosh, that's just, like, so amazing. Like, that's just so perfect. Like, I wish life could be like that. Or I thought that that's how, like, girls are conditioned yeah. to think that everything just goes into that happily ever after state, even with that beginning, like, ingraining of princesses and Disney princesses. And Disney has changed a lot, too, I think, with making their princesses more like female heroines like we see it with Moana and we we do see it with Frozen 2 and like Tangled and all of that but I don't know I do think it feels comforting at 22 now for me I had a birthday over break happy birthday Marco thank you Bay. (laughs) at 22 to say like I can see these like different narratives and I'm able to see what feels right for me and what doesn't I guess yeah and I think like uh I'm probably reiterating what you just said but for me at least because like I don't know I do want to kind of go into this field that creates stories like this and like it is that like the creating end of what, what we've been like receiving for so long absolutely um but a really cool thing to recognize and kind of realize over the years is that like as a creator you can make things that seem kind of unrealistic happen in your story even if it's realistic fiction even if it's like spicing up nonfiction, you can do that you have the power to but as a reader and a consumer it's kind of like having the power to know that this is a story and sometimes it doesn't work out like that but it's fine because you get to read a story or watch a story and see how beautiful a world like that would be if it was true. Yeah. And maybe like in your own personal life, you want to work towards having something that feels as good as that. So like, for example, going off of To All the Boys I Loved Before, you want to work towards having a relationship that feels as magical as you felt when you were watching the movie. But it's like you realize that like, okay, these elements of their relationship definitely can't work in mine you know like you yeah you like separate the fact from the fiction totally that comes over time though I feel like because when I was yes. like 14 15 in my like room at like midnight reading YA novels just to like calm my nerves I was like oh my god I can't wait to like spend the summer at this summer house and like look across <laughs> the street and there's like my dream boy and bam in love but like obviously that's, yeah life doesn't work out like it's it's so interesting to have that experience of growing up and just seeing the way that the way you engage with co- like different types of content or pop culture change over time. 
absolutely it makes me feel old it makes me feel old because like i don't know say let's talk about tiktok for like maybe 30 seconds fine by me love let's (laughs) Let's do it say tiktok right i will watch tiktoks but like the funny ones made by people like our age or older but then I know that, like, my little cousin and, like, probably her girlfriends, like, her girlies, are watching it for, like, the cute stud muffins that they're probably eyeing. What you is know it? What like, saying? e-boys? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. E-boys, e-girls, e- e-theys. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, like, it, 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 isn't it different, though? But don't. But I know in my head that, like, if I was my little girl cousin's age when TikTok had just came out. And I'd for sure be like all over those e-boys, e-girl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For different reasons well, on the app. I even think about like Peter Kavinsky is a character. He went viral when the first movie came out. And like Noah Centineo too. But like, like again, honestly. people think that he, Noah is Peter Kavinsky, which like to an extent he is. And then the other thing you and I talked about I think at one point is that like his publicist has done a great job in branding him to be the character that he plays. Yeah, on Twitter, on like yes. if you look at his Twitter, I feel like it it's not a real person. It's a character. It is. It feels like a character. But and people eat it up. I see people just like reposting his things being like oh my gosh we love a woke king like all these other Uh, comments and yeah like I guess he is woke but is it him is it his like team see I would like to believe that Noah Centineo is this heartthrob that has all of this great commentary on love and being in love and you see his relationship on social media now with Alexis Wren and their PDA and all of that and I would like to think that that's all real and I think there is a component of it that it is but I do think also my PR brain can't help but turn on and think like there's got to be something a little bit more going behind the scenes yeah I feel like and there I'm, is something more. Yeah, and the other thing <laughs> is that it's like girls now that are, because when we were at the movie, I mean, we're older. There were a lot of younger girls there that were like screaming and whatever. Yeah, I mean, granted, we were, but for the wrong we- reasons that they were. Yeah, like we were screaming when one of the boys that was like she was involved in did something bad. We were like, yeah, no, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> like we were screaming in moments of cringe and discomfort. We were. Sc- Screaming in moments of PTSD, and I say that very lightly. <laughs> screaming in moments of just like a line being super cheesy, and the younger crowd was screaming when more there was a kiss, positively, a bicep in the shot, you know, you like, know, all of that, all of that good stuff. So I think it just goes to show why it can be fun for a lot of different reasons. Yes, <laughs> um, so good, so good. I think, and leading into like our topic of the day, yes. one of the reasons why I really like um, this world and like the the story as a whole is because of this awesome girl dad. So if you haven't like watched Love. the movies or ha- haven't read the books, um, Laura Jean and her two other sisters, so all three of them, they have this amazing dad who's like so supportive of them in different ways, like of their romantic lives, of their school lives, super supportive of like their culture because they're they're half Korean, half white, I guess you could say. Um, 
But yeah, we were like getting hyped for this episode because the girl dad just jumped out of that character this it this was movie very centralized in this movie so john corbett plays dr covey and to all the boys i've loved before too i'm just gonna say two to shorten it um and i guess what really inspired us to have this conversation of like the hashtag girl dad was noelle's lovely lovely mother marie posted the most beautiful instagram post um, around the time that Kobe Bryant passed away, talking about um, girl dads and what it means to their family because Noe's father, Eli, what's up, Eli? Um, Hi, Dad. Is a girl dad because of Noe and Reese. And I read the post because Noe reposted it. And I was really, really moved by the commentary that your mom made. So if you Should feel I comfortable I, and you don't get too emotional... Which you can get emotional on this pod too. Feel free to read. I'll cry all my neon eyeshadow off. Love it. Sorry also if I sound weird or wonky. I don't have glasses and I'm going through a cold. Me too. We gave it to each other. It's fine. It's fine. Best friend stuff. Um, My mom wrote, The loss of a legend and amazing father has brought hashtag girl dads into focus lately. And the stories of Kobe's unconditional love and passion to see his girls excel have brought me to tears. Here's my appreciation post for this girl dad who has always pushed our girls to reach higher, embrace life, be leaders, and believe in themselves. And then she mentioned me and my sister. You you all are blessed to have or she meant to say we are blessed to have my dad in our corner which we so are um and like I don't know I feel like you know people will have their opinions on Kobe Bryant as a person but this event has kind of shaken up shook shook up our family a lot because I don't know it because a lot of the news about his family life did come out that he was like a really solid dad yeah and I think that just had me and my sister kind of thinking about the things that my dad has done in our lives for us and not just like my dad obviously my mom too but just the idea of a dad having a close bond with daughters being the the sole like all he has is us two girls it's me and Reese yeah no boys he's always always wanted boys just us and he really honestly like I don't know I don't want to like say that he is the best girl dad but to me he is because he just has been there to hype up everything and anything we've done and even in moments where I didn't really notice it he's been there um and I you know I'm feeling like really nostalgic about like moments where people have been there for me in college because honestly it was not an easy path totally I know that I'm very privileged to be here and I have a lot of, like, opportunities and a lot of get good things coming for me. But, like, to get to where I am right now took so much support and love. And, like, I'd say a lot of that came from my dad. A lot of it came from, like, stress calling him when I'd be, like, going through an anxiety attack. And him, like, giving me some tough love but being, like, you're meant to be here. And you're so worthy of everything that's coming to you. So soak it up and, like, yeah. take it all in and, like, be eager um, and now I'm getting emotional because I'm just okay. thinking, I'm like, oh, just like the advice that a girl dad could give is so important. And you yes. you know that too. I And I have a different family structure than Noelle does in that I have a brother. And so my dad is a father to a son. 
and a father to a daughter, me. And I still really do see my dad as a girl dad. Um, and the reason that I say that is is that he's instilled in my brother this understanding that, like, you treat your sister with respect. You treat all women with respect. You treat your mother with respect. And my dad has always instilled in me, like, those guys don't have anything on you. Like, you can do just as much as they can, if not better. And that is a privilege because a lot of um, a lot of women don't have that. And I, I was listening to... Um, an armchair expert episode with Gwyneth Paltrow from a couple of years ago. And Gwyneth Paltrow's father uh, died when she was 30. And she was talking about how Chris Rock called her um, after her father passed away and said, like, it's one thing for a girl, which this sounds really funny, but with the way that like our generation is now with terminology, but Chris, which I agree with Chris Rock, like he said, it's one thing for a girl to have a dad or have a father it's another thing for a young girl to have a daddy which I know sounds weird considering like daddy culture and like what people say today is a joke which I hate because I I used to call and so honestly sometimes I still do because me too but it is that bond like I I recognize that like a lot of people even people that I know grew up with a father or even just like no no like fatherly figure in their life yeah but i grew up with the dad i grew up with the daddy and i did honestly i'm so thankful for it because i feel like and we'll get into like how our families have also kind of like our families of a whole as a whole have like given us this like mindset and stuff but man my dad is really like he's done so much for us and like yeah Sometimes I, like, forget it because, you know, I'm young and I'm stupid and I get so narcissistic sometimes. Sometimes I forget how much he does for me and for, like, my mom and my sister. But, like, he is such a role model and also, like, a prime example of, like, what I want to be. Well, I guess that's role model. But even just, like, the people that I seek out in life. Yeah. I want someone and not in a creepy way because i know people will probably take this in a creepy way like freudian but it's not it's really not but i want someone to be like my dad great example for like my reasoning is when my mom found out that she had lupus and that she had to change her diet my dad went vegan on with her i remember you telling me that yep he binge ate jack in the box like binge ate it till he was sick the night before they were like we're going clean slate and just went vegan and anytime she changed her diet he changed with her and he did his you know like he didn't have to do that I feel like a lot of people would just be like supportive get little vegan treats here and there but like my dad did that yeah and honestly like I I'd like to say and my mom says this too but like I think my mom is in the health that she's in and that she's still with us yeah because of him yeah because he he like started working out like he it's one thing to like be there for your your spouse but to like keep them alive yeah and he says all the time that like my mom has changed his life too but like oh I just think about the things he's given up and like the things he's done for her yeah and like the things he's given up and done for us too um like how do you get how do you get better than that yeah I'm sorry that's (laughs) like that's an over-the-top love that you can't even you can't even quantify it. It's a love that's like so infinite that it 
again, you it's almost like a cloud. It's so hard to comprehend sometimes. And like I most of the time I'll tell you like in passing, I'll be like, Yeah, my dad went vegan for my mom. Like he he did all these things for her yeah. health. Like but I think as I get older, I start to learn how much that exactly means to like how he he is as a person and also like means to like the values or like speaks to the values that he's taught me and has like installed in me and I can't you know you don't really see how these kind of things are put to work like you don't see how your parents affect you even when we're at this age I can kind of maybe see it like I I think I get my dope like shoe taste from them for sure I can see that you guys have I don't even know how to properly say it, but like the style in this family as well. I'm going to keep tooting my horn about the Mon family. <laughs> as I will do about the Gertners so soon. Like <laughs> the kicks, the style, the kindness, the good energy. Like it's just all so, it, it's just amazing. Like I don't really know how else to say it except the, for the fact that it's amazing. And like you can see even in the limited time that I've had with your family, which was the only time I can think of was during your 21st birthday, but then on social media too, you just see this support emanate and like the support from your parents of like, here are two badass girls and they have these parents that are like, you can do whatever you want. Like you are strong, like you are powerful, like you're smart, any idea that you have is a good idea. Like you need to feel empowered to do it. It's it's awesome. And that is the type of confidence that and I get the exact same confidence from my family on a daily basis, which is one of the reasons why I think our relationship is so great is because we've come from very similar ways of being raised. And yeah, you just it, it you can just tell. I mean, and again, I don't mean this in a very polarizing very gendering way but I mean I just think in my experience with the friends that I have I am very much able to tell whether my girlfriend even just meeting them on the spot as crazy as it is like what their relationship is like with their dad 100 it, it sets the stage like it it's so interesting to me because like especially as a women's studies minor we learn about toxic masculinity and hegemonic masculinity and hegemonic masculinity is this masculinity that is so ingrained into our society of like everything is drawn towards the man and you do think a little bit of like oh shouldn't it be about like the mom too and it definitely is it is a 100 percent. and you see some moms that are girl dads yeah there so are moms mo- that are both. They're, they're girl moms and girl dads yeah. in one parent. And I have the utmost respect for families that are in that sort of structure as well. Um, but I just think, too, and I feel like my mom and dad have equally both an influence on my life. But I definitely think growing up, like, when I saw my dad, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the best way to phrase it. But... Like, my dad definitely has had such a profound, like, impact on my life. Like, I think about it and I actually want to, like, fully sob about it because it's, like, he goes to work every day, too. And he works, like, so, so hard for our family. 
and he and my mom have this like amazing relationship and like amazing understanding of each other they are like I say it to them all the time they are a true like yin and yang of each other like what my dad doesn't have my mom has and it's just this perfectly healthy lovely balance but it's like I guess the reason why I'm getting so choked up on the pod (laughs) is that like when I like ooh, when I think about it's so hard (laughs) it's something about like it is just talking about your parents makes me like I'm a baby now. It's totally like that whole like daddy thing, which is so funny. When Kobe Bryant passed, I was really heavily thinking about it. But when I think about like getting my diploma, like <sighs> I know I'm gonna like we're crying today, guys. Get your <laughs> tissues out. When I think about getting my diploma. For some reason, the first, oh my God, whoa, the first per- <laughs> the first person I think of is my father. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. You- why am I crying now? No, I was, <laughs> why is that so sad? Is it something? Okay. Like, give me your reasons. Give me your reasons why. Obviously, like your father, <sighs> King, best advice ever. Like, I get it. But why, why do you I'm think good. about your dad? Okay. I'm good, I'm guys. I'm not okay. <laughs> but okay. So I have the same lately with graduation coming up with, which dad, if you're listening, I haven't even talked to you really about this but like every time I think of that moment of like I wake up every day and I like go to class no matter the weather like rain or shine like no matter how early it is like I have not missed a class unless I've been sick or if I've had a family emergency like I get up and I go every day and I think a part of the reason why that's the case is not only am I motivated to go to school but I'm like I am very very blessed and privileged to say that my father is paying for my education and some and yes like I will get a lot of backlash on that because some people will say like oh it's daddy's credit card or whatever but it's like my family and my my dad specifically works so hard every day to provide for our family and that we have like people at WTVU touring and it's hilarious because we're crying I know we're just like full sob for full my sobbing. pink eyeshadow is I so with that being said with my knowing that my dad is one to like who is so being so kind and providing for my family and working hard when I think of like every day working hard and like getting that diploma a lot of it feels it feels a lot for me like I've done it for me but I also feel like too that I've done it for him because like he's put such an investment into me as an individual So it's like, when I think of that moment of like getting my diploma and like getting to show it to him, it like overwhelms me with such a feeling of like pride and happiness and love. And then I think there is the other girl dad component of like, I'm a girl and I did that. You know what I mean? Like, like, just like, I'm a girl. Like I have like all boys in my family. Like I have all boy cousins I have my brother and it's like I'm the first grandchild in the family and the only girl to graduate from college and it's like to have my dad come in and like be the one to like back and support that is the best which again guys so sorry we are crying today but we keep it real we did this to ourselves like we keep it real a lot of crying (laughs) um as we near the end of graduation yeah so that's just like my take on it and I think that is why when Kobe Bryant passed away and then he passed away with his daughter, like you just feel this energy of like 
they are so in love. Like you can see the, like when I was looking at all of the pictures, like I'm looking mainly at, um, in the show notes, we'll put this article, but Vox did a whole piece on um, what the virality of girl dad says about American fatherhood. And the subcaption is men still face the assumption that they want sons. And it's like, yeah, there's this whole thing of like having a son and like producing offspring, like carrying on the family name. But as I've grown up and I've been like living my life, I'm like, I can do that too. Yeah. Who's to say that we can't carry Who's on the to family say we name can. and do it 10 times better as if like if I did have a brother, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, I think it, it's such a gendered assumption that daughters go to mommies and, you know, dads are for dudes like dads are for boys let's um, play sports let's play sports but like my my dad the, did all the things that i i would assume that he wanted to do with a son with two daughters we played all the sports that we thought about we did jujitsu with him because he's you know a black That's belt king. so dope <laughs> and, and we've done so much more too and i think that like i don't know uh, and I'm just speaking to me and Reese's experience, but I think because he he leaned into the idea of it just being two girls, not just, but like it being two girls that like we just had like the be- we had the best childhood with him, and like I guess I want to say that we still are having it the best childhood with him because w- with the parents that I have, like I just feel like I'm gonna be riding this high of like youth with them forever yes and you know like I feel that so hard right because I have friends I have really close friends that I do stupid things with all the time and I feel like I'm young but like when I see my parents it's something else it's it's something else like I literally morph into like a young not like a sad younger version of me but like like I'm just simple again and like we mm-hmm. we all hang out in their bed together, watch movies. We all sleep in their bed together. Like it's so sweet. It's family, unpreserved, or preserved. I don't know why I'm saying unpreserved. It's family untainted, family preserved. Yeah. And that's why I love them so much because they've managed to like make that happen. Even though with Re- I know we're talking about this a little later, but like even though we're all kind of in a transitional phase now, like me and my sister are home at max maybe like two months out of the year. Maybe that might change yeah. now. I don't know where my life is going. Um, but I think that they've really done a great job at, I don't know, keeping things as normal as they can for us, which sounds really selfish, but like in my heart I know it's for us because like – you know, their lives are good. Not that they're set in stone because I know they want to like do things and like they still they're leveling up every time I see them. They're like making moves every time I see them. But like they know that me and Rhi are at kind of a less stable place. Like we're very I, we're very unstable with our futures. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Reese's a little more stable because she's just like she's just starting college. Yeah. But like at least for me, they keep it really like leveled. And if I am feeling like, oh, no, oh, no, like, I feel like I'm tipping, I have a talk with them and they're like, dude, listen, you got this. Yeah. Like anything for the picking, yours. Yeah. Even if you have to jump a little for it. That was a horrible metaphor. I'm just no, but pulling I know them mean. out of my ass. I relate to that because 
like my father is ingrained into my daily routine. Like I end every day with a phone call with him and it like doesn't even matter like how late it is. Like my dad will stay up and still like, ooh, fully talk to me on the phone. Um, and that, again, I think having that support and again, I can only speak for me and my experience, but I know that having a father that is so wonderful and so amazing and supportive, it sets a foundation. It's just psychologically, I mean, it's just kind of how our society is too, which I know I could also get backlash for that, but just with everything, like I just think like my dad is setting up this foundation for me and having a good relationship with him it like just propels me into the future in so many ways with feeling confident in work confident in whoever I end up in a relationship with confident in so many different spheres other than just just those two so many decision making on an everyday basis like all these different things and I think what I appreciate about this girl dad movement exploding is that it really does reframe the messaging for men a lot of men and it shows some of the very hegemonic ones that they can be girl dads and it's badass to be a girl dad it's not about like this carrying on the name and playing sports it's like anything you do with a son you can easily do with a daughter in terms of having a bond yeah it doesn't matter a hundred percent it does it really doesn't matter and like i i like that this movement is happening right before I guess our generation starts to have like their own families and stuff because I don't know it gives me so much hope that like there will be more families like ours yeah because I do unfortunately I feel like I do know like a healthy amount of friends and people whose family lives aren't like ours and it makes me sad because my family is dope (laughs) You come to college and you really start to learn about different family structures. And, you know, I knew going, I knew growing up that I was and am very, very lucky with how my family structure is. But then you come to college and you interact with people and you see so directly how, and so freshly and so raw how their parents have impacted them and it can be it can be very heartbreaking but I think this movement feels very um exciting to me because I'm like when I go out in the world and I know one day that I do want to have children I'm excited to know that I will find a partner and have a partner that will be excited to be a girl dad if I have a girl yeah. Obviously, that is way off into the very, very far future, That's mom and dad. Very, oh, mom um, and dad, don't even worry, honey. I need to put out at least like a few, <laughs> a few projects before I'm like, yeah, maybe. Um, no, I feel the same way. I think that with the lessons I've learned in my like personal experience and like just like knowing my dad and knowing the relationship he has with my mom and how they work with us, that I will hopefully also have like a good family and you know a really good stable foundation to build my own little tiny house upon on top of like the big house that is my parents house because I don't want to leave you guys (laughs) ever well what I do love about this Vox article um another thing that comes up is that this is what I was trying to 
get at without trying to sound like super sexist or whatever. That fathers can be crucial in the fight against sexism, which is true. Very true. very, very (laughs) true. Because a lot of the times you see that men have this a lot of a lot of men many i'm not going to just say men but a lot of men have this very preconceived generalizing idea of like it's men that are to take over the world and we see that really in our current presidential administration unfortunately um, but i think the more fathers having more fathers that say you can do it you can do whatever you set your mind to you can be in whatever field you want don't let the haters get you down. You can, the, like my dad says all the time, like those guys have nothing on you. Like you mm-hmm. can do it. That empowers, that can be very empowering for a lot of women. Very empowering, especially for both of us, because I feel like, and yeah, both of our fields are kind of at like a crucial point in time where like sexism is being sussed out and talked out, but we're both going into career paths that are very very segregated segregated gender wise yes even racially too like but but honestly i don't feel nervous maybe it is because my my dad and my my mom even too have taught me from a very young age if i have talent if i feel like i can do anything what is stopping me invisible people online theoretical people that are being like talked about in the ether no doesn't matter none of that stuff is like physically blocking me it's all in my head if it is yeah but no one is like stopping me yeah and I will go on to say going off of that that it takes a badass mama to have a husband and a father that comes in and says me too in terms of like supporting Mm -hmm. a girl because like my mom is super headstrong, super organized, super strong-willed, and she gets all of that like moral support and backing from my dad as well. So it's like it takes two to tango, really, in terms of the girl dad movement. It of, like, really does. These men from what I've the the pattern that I've seen and when I've been studying this like girl dad movement, you know, mainly from a pop culture standpoint and then thinking about personal experience. So feel free everybody to call me out on more corrections if needed but you see a lot of the times that these girl dads have great relationships with their wives or even ex-wives it's because of something called mutual respect respect yeah at the end of the day respect yeah and it's just like supporting women and supporting the success for women yeah which is so so important which is kind of like the underlying of like tying it back to to all the boys i've loved before we have been taught to respect ourselves in every facet of our lives. And so it is almost like our parents coming in and and our own developed minds coming in and being like, okay, well, I respect myself enough to say, this is what I think feels right. This is what I don't think feels yeah. right. Like getting that, having that ability to even have those conversations or think about them for us to even have a passion project like this. Oh, 100%. To be, and I think like, a big thing that you I'm still learning is to be unapologetic when you know you're right. Yeah. Huge thing. Huge thing. Yeah, I that really both feel that. My parents have taught me to stand up for yourself when you're being bullied. 
like or when someone isn't giving you the respect that you deserve obviously i haven't mastered it because i you know i think that i'm very considerate to people like to certain people and most of the time i do kind of you know kind of get bullied down or at least when i was younger i did for sure but in the past few years even i just feel like I, if I don't feel like I need to apologize and I know I'm right, why do it? And if someone isn't treating me the way that they should, I should speak up about it or like not even acknowledge them because they're not worth breath, you know? Yeah. If they're not going to listen to you, not worth breath. And I know that because of my parents, because they, they haven't been quiet about when they've gone through times like that. In fact, they it's been like a family thing you know what I'm saying like yeah. they want us to know like well I'm not being treated fairly in this situation I am not gonna sit quiet or you know what we're not gonna acknowledge that presence because it's bringing negativity into our very positive space yeah and I hope one day to master that because I've been good at it so far you will but like I, I know it'll take some time it'll how do you practice. think how do you think your relationship with your parents will change as you graduate and go out into the real world as an adult? Real world. <laughs> real world as can't an adult. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. <laughs> I, hmm. Or have you started to feel a transition? Yeah. Yes and no. Like, y the transition for me, or what I've been feeling at least, is like, well, we were super close to begin with, but every day we just keep getting closer and closer. I just had the funniest, like, it was like an hour phone call with my mom the other day talking about really ridiculous things, but, like, little facts that feel like best friend facts. Yeah. But that makes me happy. And then with my dad, I guess, like, the his version of that and our relationship, because my relationship with my parents is very, like, individual. Same. Different. In, like, a good way, you know. Same, yeah. But his version of that is, like, me just, like, sending him things on Instagram, I guess. And, like, us having really long and deep, like, conversations about, like, things that are going on in our life and, like, yeah. giving each other advice, I guess, or even just being there to vent to each other. Um, but the part that I feel isn't changing is that, like, I, I don't know how to word this, but I think my parents have kept, like, the same close distance that they started with me at the beginning of college where it's like they're there for me but they respect my space yeah and like I love that <laughs> because I don't know it makes me feel like I'm doing my part to start a relationship with them when I do like talk about my day and like details that they didn't ask or that sounds weird but like yeah you know what I'm saying. I know what you mean yeah I feel like it's the opposite for me. I think what's really interesting is like my parents know that even though I live far away, there is some of that distance established and that like I'm in college and that I can do like whatever I want to do. But I think as I'm getting closer to moving out for good, I don't want to say for good because that's not, which is true, but it sounds so like finished De yeah definitive <laughs> um 
I think they are starting to come to this understanding of like, not that I'm really pulling away because I don't really see it as that, but more of like our daughter's entering a new phase in her life and she's got an, another layer of independence and we want to make sure that that, we want to make sure we can understand that that is happening, I guess. Um, to give an example, like I'm moving to New York, I don't know when, within probably the next like six to eight months, which yeah. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Oh, man. And I said to my dad, when it comes to my personal finances, what bank, because, you know, in Tennessee, a lot of the banks are different than they are in Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of my personal finances of like money that I've made over the years is in like a bank, like in Nashville. And I said to my dad, well, who I go to for, I mean, I really go to both parents for every single little question, which is another thing I'm working on as I'm transitioning out into being an adult. But I said to my dad, like, what bank do you think I should use? And my dad was like, well, it's your choice. It could be whatever bank you want. It's going to be your money. Like, and by money that I'm referring to, I'm referring to, like, salary and everything like that. And I just remember being like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, it is my... (laughs) It is my choice. And again, it's so funny because we are... I am so independent and Noelle is so independent too. And I still think there is this understanding that we're starting to get to of, like, me setting some boundaries yeah and that feels new and it feels weird but then when I was thinking about it it's like that happens a lot of the time so that you have your family and your parents and you have a strong relationship and you love them but then at the same time you're like almost preparing yourself to be in a state where you're ready to create your own family too not like me literally graduating being like guess what guys i'm getting married she is with child no no, no. i get what you're but saying you get what I mean? it's like i i think it's like it's like a creating, distancing yeah and it's creating like the fundamental independence to like do what you want to do, do. want to do i guess yeah like build your own family is a good way to say it that's like the only way to say it the other thing that i think of too is like being a 22 year old living in new york is horrible and sad as this sounds but I just think it's real and I don't see anything wrong with it too is like there is a part of me that once I get there and I'm sure you relate to this too right now even is like I will be my own family like a family of one which makes me really sad honestly I was I I was thinking about that well like my roommates and I oft we always are hanging out with each other but they're like my close friends aside from you they're like our my friend group yeah yeah I know um and there was like one night we were hanging out in the living room and I had to like excuse myself and I started crying alone in my room because I was like <laughs> hold can I curse I'm gonna curse really quick I was okay. like holy shit I'm not gonna have this like physical community in four months oh my gosh it, it freaked me out yeah and I I now I'm like panicking again about it but I think that's why like my 
I think my parents know that too because I've gotten so close to like the friends that I've made. Even yeah. you, oh my God, I'm not going to see you like every week. Wow. Okay. This is really, unless we live in New York together. I'm manifesting. I'm trying to manifest. <laughs> We're just not going to talk about it. We're not, you know what, until plans are made. We're not going to We're talk. not going to talk about it. Um, But yeah, I think my parents recognize that. And that's probably why they've been trying to be as like stable and secure as they can. Or maybe have tried to cr- keep this like transitional phase very hush-hush and quiet. Because, I don't know, people didn't really tell me this would happen when I would graduate college. But wow, it really is like every aspect of your life is changing. Yeah. Like everything I've known for the past four years is going to change. Because it is weird to have your relationship. I think especially for us because we are so in- so close with our parents. Like they're our best friends. Is like it is weird to say, okay, now I'm in this life transition where I go from being like a kid with them to an adult with them. Yeah. Because like I was talking to like a counselor or like a friend. I was talking to a friend of mine about this and I was like, she said to me, she was like, so your dad, you talk to your dad every single night. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, do you do it because you want to or because it helps the like it makes the time pass and you're not really doing a lot right now in terms like I'm going out with my friends and hanging out. But like, you know, I guess she means like the typical things that like young people do. And I said, no, I'm fully doing it because I want to and I enjoy talking to my father. Like it's just fun for me and fun for us. And I always talk to my parents because I like talking to them, not because I need them in any capacity. Um, And she said, which is really interesting, is she was like, well, when you start going out into the real world, like, how is it going to be when there are nights where you can't talk to your dad on the phone or like, you're going on a date and you your dad calls or like how are you going to set that sort of boundary and I was it really was interesting to me I mean I was just thinking about it and I don't think it's going to be this big like okay like this is happening I moved to New York dad mom I'm putting a boundary I think it'll just naturally and organically happen but still in a way that will feel comfortable and how it's supposed to for me and my parents yeah it'll be like one week this feels different but then a few weeks later it'll be kind of like your new normal right that's how everything happens unless it's like a drastic change that's how every natural change feels and starts and goes you know yeah that's how I've really been thinking about it too and it's like I I think one of the things too is I Sometimes I can't because I live far away, which I'm sure you feel like this too. But again, I don't live even half as far away as like your parents are from you. But sometimes I connotate like me talking on the phone with my parents is like a way to quantify and show them how much I love them from afar. Like talking to them on the phone, like emailing them, texting them, whatever. And it's not intentional. It's not this active thing of, oh, like I'm going to show my parents I love them by doing blah. It's just, like, me intuitively, like, communicating because I think that is a part of my love language is, like, just being a very big communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that'll be an interesting 
thing to pay attention to and I have to definitely remind myself too as I'm moving and life is changing and my evening pad like evening schedule and things like that will start to change like that doesn't mean that like my parents love me less or I love them less or we're not as close as we used to be or something like that no it just means that your your relationship with them is like leveling up yeah for sure it's changing next step and then with each step you guys take I guess it gets better and better to some extent you know like it 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 may not seem like it now like change is scary change is. is very scary so even to like think about oh like okay I won't have time to call my dad um most Thursdays because of my work schedule is really sad but as time moves on that just means oh well like well like on Fridays when I talk to him I'm gonna have twice as many things to talk about with him and we'll have two times the conversation we'll have like twice as long as the conversation yeah um that's amazing change thanks Noe, for all of your lovely advice this is why I love being friends with you I love you that's oh. all I want to say. I, yeah. Thank you for this talk. Ooh, this is really... Guys, we got really super shook. deep today. And, you know, I, I'm not even going to apologize because we keep it real here and on Say No More. And you didn't have to see us cry. So, like, you, you didn't... You just heard it. Yeah. You, you just, heard a little voice crack. Exactly. So you're fine. So on that note, it's been multiple months in the making, but shall we get into House of Horoscope for this week? Why don't we? Okay. <laughs> What are we, are we doing pattern? Are we doing? I still have not downloaded the pattern because I'm scared of it. Um, I re-downloaded it. Are we doing co-star? I was going to do co-star. Let's do co-star. I just want to take a moment to say, first of all, this is not sponsored by co-star, but it should, I, it should be, but I really have been getting along with co-star lately. And I was reluctant when I re-downloaded it, as you all probably remember, like four or five episodes ago, but we're having a good time. We're having a good time. I'm so glad. <laughs> so my my horoscope for this week says clarity is the same as transcendence, which I think is really sweet. And it says, today is a good day to express your individual genius. Oh, go out tonight. Oh, you are in a safe place to expand your worldview. You may experience this as how you grow and expand supporting how you release tension. Take advantage of capacity. And be open to endings as well as beginnings. Ooh. Oh. The general theme of your life during this period is to quiet the demands of your ego and express your individuality as a part of something larger. Shape-shifting to fulfill the imagined desires of other people will destroy you. You know better right now. Don't shape-shift for anyone, baby. Okay. This feels good to me. Do I feel like I need to go out tonight? No, I'm making banana bread muffins with one of my best friends. I love it. Um, but I will say the phrase that really connects with me is shape-shifting to fulfill the imagined desires of other people will destroy you. You know better right now. And I'm feeling this because of jobs. Mm. And let me tell you why. In my head, I have this feeling of like, I know what's right for me right now on the job hunt. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I will tell you what it is doing, not applying to jobs. I have not done any job applications at all. Have not even looked at them. Have not even looked them up. 
I have turned off the LinkedIn extension on Google Chrome for me. I took it all off out of a form of self-care. And so a lot of the times, like within the communication school at or at BU or at a lot of schools probably where kids are going through it, you hear talk and you hear chatter of, I applied to 75 jobs on Handshake or on LinkedIn or did you see that the career fair is coming or what's going on with like the career fair coming tomorrow or are you going to go or whatever? And I'm not. I'm doing what feels best for me right now. doesn't feel like the time. Good. And Good for you. that's why that horoscope really connects with me of like transcendence is clarity and like not shape shifting. Like, you know better. Yeah. I, I know better. You know yourself. I My gut is telling me exactly what I'm supposed to do and it's also one of those things where if you listen to your body like really I know this sounds crazy but if you physically listen to your body and feel everything out you know exactly like what you're supposed to be doing and my body's like no it doesn't feel right right now good a hundred percent agree so that's the tea on that (laughs) I want to hear yours Okay, I can't tell if mine is attacking me today. <laughs> um, well, the light bulb says, pay attention to how you communicate. And then it says, today's moon transit is encouraging you to take advantage of creative flow. Ooh, you're ready to get things done. Roll up your sleeves and do it. Organize your closet. Oh, I did that this morning. Go for a run. Quit cigarettes. <laughs> Whatever. Be strategic <laughs> about it. Objectivity will help you... Fo- will help you to heal yourself it may feel like your curiosity being in opposition to your creative power don't be competitive Ooh, the broader focus of your life during this time is to clear away built-up structures that have been holding you back you bend towards the boring when you obsess over perfection make use of your appreciation for detail but rein in your critical impulse Ooh, how are you feeling well, the communication thing I do, yeah, I need to pay attention to that. I, I agree with that. Um, I, Yeah, I do feel a little creative today. So I'm in a playwriting class, and we have um, the scene due on Monday. So I started writing that. And I think I have an idea for the play that I want to be done at the end of it. And I don't want to jinx myself and say it, but like I have an idea. And yes, it is thanks to Greta Gerwig, my inspiration, oh. my queen. Um, Little Women was everything. Everything, and it deserves more, and you know it. You people know it. Ugh. <laughs> we don't stand the Academy. I hate the Academy. I said the H word. There we go. Um, but yeah, I think the communication thing is key because... The past few days, I feel like I've just, even like the past few weeks, honestly, I've just been a little off with like telling people what I actually want and what I actually mean. But I've been like the past, I'd say like this week has been a lot better. I've been really good at that. I have not held back. I think my parents would be proud of that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I will continue to pay attention to that more. You're such a queen. You're such a queen. Stop. Ugh. On that note, guys, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Yay. Thank you, guys. I'm so glad we're back. Me too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Spotify at St. Omar Podcast and on Instagram at St. Omar Pod.